okay, so I remembered that. So there was, that was the pressure taken off of me to remember to dismiss the kids. Otherwise, it was going to be bad. Halfway through my lesson or something, I noticed there's children. And I'm like, ah, you know. I'm just glad I got on a lapel for a change. I thought this thing, you know, it's called a lapel mic. I always called it a tie mic because I never had a lapel. You know, and then, now I know what they make jackets for. It's to hold the mic. Yeah, it's great. So, okay, well, glad you guys are here. Um, I need to make an announcement to my Sunday school class. So if you're not in my Sunday school class, close your ears. Now, we are not doing the gift exchange. So you don't have to worry about bringing gifts. Yeah, one reason is because if we go and we go to a restaurant, we got all these gifts, there's going to be a pile of stuff left behind, and it's going to take us a while. But the second thing is, I'm thinking if I bring my soup, and Miss Joy Lynn has the soup, and she has to, you know, just punch, it would just be bad. You know, so, yeah, I figured it would save us from having to separate anybody from, that was my gift, and it was the third time, no, it was the fourth time, or something like that. So uh, we will not be doing the... Uh, gift exchange. We're just going to eat. We're just practicing for the marriage supper of the Lamb. You know, so we're, we're working on that, and we're getting really good at it, right? So, okay, speaking of eating, you know, how many of us sat down on Thanksgiving Day before a huge meal that could have fed an army, and we asked the blessing of God upon our food? How many of us you know, that's just what we do. We ask the blessing of God upon our food. Well, that's going to be what our lesson is going to be uh, today is for everything a blessing. Let's open with prayer and we'll get started. Dear Lord, we do thank you so much for this day, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity we have to gather together and to worship you, Lord. We thank you for the special day um, of Thanksgiving, Lord, and our, our nation's history, Lord. We thank you um, for all that you've done for us as Christians, Lord, and for us as a nation. We just ask that you would uh, be with us this morning as we look into your word. For it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Yeah, some of you are noticing I have on a jacket, and it's like, okay, you didn't have the jacket on this morning, or we would have known that you were speaking. I said, well, these days I'm going to show up in a jacket just to throw everybody off. Yeah, but if I do, it'll throw Pastor off, and he'll go, are you speaking today, or am I speaking today? Yeah, so, <clears throat> yeah. Now, Thursday we had Thanksgiving, and so we, we do one of two things. We either request that God bless our food, or we thank Him for our food. You know, thanking God for our food is something that we have done since we were children. How many of us, you can answer this, how many of us learned as our first prayer, God is great, God is good, let us thank Him for our food. Some edition of that. How many of that, I mean, did you memorize that as your very first prayer that you ever learned uh, to say? And that is unfortunately about as far sometimes as our thankfulness goes. That's about as far as a, at least our verbal thankfulness. You know, that's, that's sometimes as far as it goes that the only thing we ever actually stop and verbalize and thank God for is our food. Yeah. Do we thank God for the air that we breathe? Do we thank God for the clothes that we wear? Do we thank God for all the other things that we enjoy throughout the day? Yeah. Are, we, are we in a constant state of thankfulness for everything that God has given us? Or does the only time he ever hear us say thank you is when we sit down to a meal? 
Now, a Jewish rabbi uh, from Bible times would tell us there is or there should be a blessing. There should be a prayer of thanksgiving for everything that we have. You know, this Jewish tradition of offering a blessing for everything, um, this, this Jewish, this little prayer um, is, a, a, is a little prayer habit that can be transformational in our lives. It can instill a sense of God's continual presence in those who practice it. If we would live in a constant state of thankfulness, it can change really the way we live. So where does this idea come from that we should be in a constant state of thankfulness? Well, a few hundred years before the time of Jesus, Jews began to pay close attention to some words that Moses spoke when he was on the edge of the promised land. Let's look at those words. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 10. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Now, these are some words from Moses, and Moses is going to go on to warn the people. He says, you know, when you're, when you're through eating and you're full, thank the Lord, verse 10, thank the Lord, thank God for the good land which he has given thee. Then Moses went on to warn the people that when their silver and their gold was multiplied, they would be tempted to forget the Lord's great gift. Look at verse 11. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day. Continue. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. The problem is, and Moses is trying to tell them, the problem is that when we forget that all we have is a provision from God, we begin to think that our possessions are a result of our own prosperity. You know, that we began to think, well, everything that we have is a result of our own hard work that we have in some way earned them. You know, we have earned everything that we have. And so we forget to be thankful to God and we look at, well, I earned this, I earned that. I have it because I worked hard for it. We'll look at verse 17 of chapter Eight. And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. Yeah, as I was reading over this, isn't it amazing how well God knows his creation? Isn't it amazing how well he knows us? Because are we not prone to do this when when, when we've eaten well and we're we're enjoying you know, God's provision, and we look around, we go, ha, I've worked hard for this. I should enjoy this. You know, 
I have, some, I have provided me all of this. You know? And so we do exactly what God, through Moses, warned us not to do. He said, don't get to thinking that everything that you have is because you worked for it. It's still my provision to you. Well, in order to heed this warning, Jewish people developed a tradition of offering specific short prayers throughout the day. From the moment they woke until the moment they fell asleep that night, they would offer these short prayers throughout the day. They did this to remind themselves of the blessings of God all day long. And each of these tiny prayers is called a brakah, a word which means blessing, and that's going to be almost the extent of my Yiddish. You know, uh, it's called a brakah, a short prayer that is a blessing. Now, in the English world, blessing often means bestowing favor on someone. You know, but the Bible tells us we are supposed to bless the Lord. As when David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now, how are we then supposed to bestow favor? If blessing means to bestow favor, how are we supposed to bestow favor on God? You know, that's going to be a little difficult. Well, the Bible also tells us that to bless God is to praise Him, to acknowledge Him as the source, to acknowledge Him as, as the source of all blessings that we receive, that we should be in a state of thankfulness, that if we want to bless the Lord, we need to be in a state of thankfulness for all the provisions that He has given us. In Jesus' day then, each brakah, each prayer, was just one short line. This little short line of thanksgiving would usually begin with, blessed is he. It would, each of these prayers would begin with those three words, blessed is he. Well, today it is, blessed are you, O Lord. And then we verbalize what we are thankful for. For example, when you woke up, you said, when, in, in Bible times, when a, a, a Jewish person would wake up, they would wake up and they would say, blessed is he who gives life. You thanked God for another day. When you opened your eyes, you said, blessed is he who gives sight. You thank God for sight. You thank God for the vision that he's given you. When you stood up, you said, blessed is he who gives strength. You thanked God for the legs that supported you. And you would thank God for every body part that still was functioning. Now, granted, that list might would get shorter and shorter and shorter as we grew older, right? But you still thank God for everything that still worked. Yeah, that was the whole point of the brakah. It was to make sure that you acknowledged Everything about you is because of God's provision. The first words of the day on the lips of some of the Jews would be, I am grateful before you for returning my soul to me with compassion. You are faithful beyond measure. Now, can you imagine starting your day with that? Can you imagine how if you, could, if you would say that every day, that would be the first thought that runs through your mind. 
I am grateful before you for returning my soul to me with compassion. You, talking to the Lord, you, Lord, are faithful beyond measure. That alone could change how you look at the day. The fact is, you've got a brand new day. God has given it to you, and you are thanking the Lord just for the fact that you woke up that morning. You walked outside, and you would say a prayer of thanks for the flowers. You see friends, and you say a prayer of thanks for those you love. When you see the ocean, you would thank God for his majestic creation. When you taste an orange, you thank God for the pleasant taste of fruits. When you eat prime rib, you thank God for cows. When you eat bacon, you thank God for pigs. Yeah, um, there's a little, when we get to the food thing, you know, this could, this could go on for a while. Now, you may be thinking, well, yeah, that seems silly. It seems shallow. Why would I do that? Why, why would I be in this constant state of offering prayers? Well, the answer is simple. Because we're supposed to love God with all of our hearts, and we're supposed to do it continuously. Well, if we, if we forget to stop and thank God for his provision, then we forget sometimes that we're supposed to be in this constant state of loving our Lord and thanking our God. If we're thanking him for everything that we see, everything that we hear, everything that we notice during the day, then we are constantly living with God on our mind. Now you may go, Okay, but these have all been Old Testament examples. Are there examples of these blessings in the New Testament? Or is this just a sort of an Old Testament tradition? Well, I'm glad you asked. You did ask, right? Okay. Matthew chapter 14, verse 19. Let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 19. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. Scripture here tells us that Jesus blessed and brake. And gave loaves then to the disciples. You know, Matthew here doesn't give us the exact words. You know, Jesus would be praying basically like any other rabbi at the beginning of a meal. Now, as we read through that, if you read it as it seems to be written, it says, And looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples. You know, it may appear to some that Jesus blessed the food. How many of us do that? How many of us actually bless or ask a blessing on the food? Instead of blessing the Lord, instead of blessing the one who gave us the food. As a matter of fact, the, the idea of you know, coming to a meal and then praying and asking God to bless our food before that meal actually originated from the scripture. And the, the Jewish rabbis, the, Jew, the, you know, Jew, the Jewish uh, historians would say, yeah, I've got that a little backwards. 
God's already given you. He's provided for you. You need to offer the blessing, not on the food. You need to offer the blessing to the one who made that food available to you. You know, we don't ask God to make our food holy. Nor do we ask God a blessing to change our food. No matter, no matter how much we would like to be able to sit down to that hot dog and potato chips, we cannot ask God, Lord, bless this food and make this hot dog and potato chips as nutritious to our body as vegetables and fruits. You know, we just can't do that. God's not going to transform the food for us. We don't expect God to make our food special. What we should be doing is expressing gratitude to God for providing that food. You know, he has already provided the food uh, for us. Now is the time to bless. Now would be the time to thank him for the provision rather than simply asking a blessing on the food. Well, we've already been blessed with the food. Now it's time to bless, to thank the one who provided the food for us. You know, and understanding these blessings customs can help us make sense of a very familiar account found in the book of Luke. Look in Luke chapter 17. Look at Luke chapter 17. Luke 17 verse 12. And he entered into a certain village. There met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save the stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Here, Jesus healed ten lepers, but only one came back. A stranger, a Samaritan, came back and blessed. He glorified. He thanked the Lord for his healing. And when we read through that, that last verse sometimes isn't the verse that we focus on. It says, His faith hath, thy faith hath made thee whole. Well, the faith that he was demonstrating here was that he, his acknowledgement, he was acknowledging that it was Jesus Christ who provided the healing. That was his faith, is that the faith that he was acknowledging was the fact that he came back to thank the one who had actually healed him. Paul alludes to this blessing tradition numerous times. Ephesians 5.20, he says, giving thanks always... For all things. Now, that verse alone can, can, it can accuse a number of us. Do we give thanks always for all things? Or, like I said, do we have a tendency to remember to give thanks when we eat, but we kind of forget the giving thanks for the rest of the day? 
you know, giving thanks always for all things. That can be a little difficult to do. You know, Colossians 3.17, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks. Now, these are commandments by God. These are commandments to us through the Holy Spirit, through Paul, to remember to give thanks. Now, in the Jewish world, they like to make sure that you remembered to do things, to do commandments that were given by God. It was funny. We were in Israel. And it says, you know, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Don't work. Okay, that's the snow version. Don't work. And so the Jews, in order, and this is still today, in order to make sure that you don't break that law, because unfortunately they're still under, they think they're still under law, in order to make sure that you don't break that law, if you go into a, um, if you go into a hotel or a motel or something that's got several stores, stories, you don't reach up and push a button. Because reaching up and pushing a button, you, you're wanting to get to the 12th floor. That's work. And it says, don't work on the Sabbath day. Don't work on the Sabbath. And so to make sure that you don't break the law, every, the elevator stops all the way up and all the way back down. So if you're in a hurry, too bad, take the stairs. But they, they, they would do this to make, help you not break God's commandments. Well, here Paul tells us giving thanks, giving thanks always. You know, in everything, give thanks. And so this Jewish tradition of saying these short little prayers were to make sure that the people did not fail to do what God told them to do. Give thanks in everything. And like I said, so many times all we think about doing or all we do is give thanks when we eat. There's a few blessings throughout the day that we probably miss because we don't give thanks in all things. So rather than urging us to praise God with vague superlatives when we're called on to, to pray at church and we've, we've got all these words that we've stored up through the week and we really need to impress everybody that's listening when it's supposed to be to God, but we really want it to impress somebody. So we're using a bunch of words that unfortunately sometimes we don't even mean. They're vague superlatives. You know, rather than urging us to use those words, perhaps Paul was thinking of this habit of prayer that was so ingrained in his culture. Paul grew up saying constant little short prayers, thanking God for everything. Now, what's the benefit of this blessings ritual? Yeah, okay, this is, this is a ritual started hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years ago. What is the blessing for us today if we were to follow this ritual? Well, the answer to that is prayers can change your attitude. You know, this, this tradition of blessing God is a great way to avoid negativity and ingratitude. It opens our eyes to God's provision. If we were to bless God as we dress each morning, thanking Him for something as basic as clothing, it would expose the shallowness of using clothes as a status symbol. You know, contrary to our materialistic culture, 
this blessing would remind us that the primary purpose of clothing is to protect and cover our bodies and it provides warmth and modesty. Yeah, can you imagine offering a prayer of thankfulness to God by saying, thank you, Lord, for giving me more or giving me better than you gave someone else? Yeah, that would, that would have to be the prayer if we were following the materialistic culture of today. But that's, we wouldn't pray like that. Absolutely not. There is humility in a prayer that thanks the Lord for his provision. When we acknowledge that nothing that we have is because of our own selves, that everything we have is provided by God, it will bring humility into our lives. You know, there's even a special prayer called the Shahirianu. And this blessing is prayed on special occasions whenever you've waited a really, really long time for an event, like a birthday. You know, kids, they look forward to birthday parties. And they wait, and they wait, and they, or Christmas. You know, they've been waiting on Christmas now for like 11 months. They know it's got to be getting close. You know, there's a prayer that the, the Jews would offer it says, blessed are you, O Lord our God, who has allowed us to live and sustained us and enabled us to reach this day. Yeah, we've got a, a big event coming up. Do we get up on that day and say, thank you, Lord, for helping me get to this day. Thank you for health. Thank you for just helping me and giving me the blessing to reach this day. Or do we get up? going, oh, I've got this to do and this to do and this to do. Lord, help me through it. You know, that's what we usually do. Rather than stop and thank God, wow, today's that day. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me to this special day. Now, perhaps you may wonder, if the recitation of so many blessings, you know, if saying so many prayers would wear thin after a while. You go, you know, this, it just sounds like it would become redundant. You know, reducing the prayer to the kind that has little connection to the heart. You're just saying prayers. Well, think of this simple practice from your childhood. You were taught to say please, and you were taught to say thank you. You know, your parents knew that this small habit would instill attitudes of thankfulness and consideration. Your parents knew that if they could teach you to say please and thank and thank you, that you would be appreciative of what it is that you are being given. And how many of you who were taught that when you were children still to this day say please and thank you? And it hasn't lessened. It hasn't been reduced. You don't say please and thank you necessarily just because that's what you do. You, there is still that attitude of gratefulness when you say thank you for something someone gives you. Likewise, the habit of continually blessing God teaches us to be ever mindful of how much God loves us. If we thank God for all of the blessings that he pours out on us, we realize just how much God loves us and how he is continually caring for us. When you start to develop the habit of blessing God, you will discover that daily life can begin to feel like Christmas morning. You know, as your prayer life becomes saturated with a deep awareness 
of God's presence and his overwhelming love, as you are constantly thanking God for all the things that he has given you, you begin to feel as though you're wading knee-deep in piles of wrapping paper and mountains of bows to enjoy a pile of shiny new gifts like Christmas morning. And it's Christmas every day because every day you get up and you get to thank God for all of the blessings that he's poured out on you. Are you thankful for what God has given you? Do you thank the one who has given all for you? Will you, like David, say, bless the Lord, O my soul? Are we thankful for everything that God gives us? Or does the only time that God ever hear from us is when we sit down at a table and for just a moment we say thank you for the food? Let's all stand. Let's stand with heads bowed, eyes closed. Let's take a moment right now as the piano plays and just thank the Lord for all the blessings that he has poured out on us, all the things that he has given us. You know, Thanksgiving should be more than just a Thursday in November. For the Christian, it should be continuous, giving thanks to God for that which only he can give. As Miss Joe plays, just take a moment and thank God for all of the things that he has given us. Dear Lord, again, we do thank you so much for this day, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity that you give us to uh, come together and worship you, Lord. We thank you for so many provisions that you pour out on us uh, every moment of every day, Lord. And we ask that you would forgive us uh, for so often uh, when, we, when we fail to stop and simply say thank you for the provision. And Lord, we ask that you would help us to be more thankful for all that you've given us. Lord, we ask that you bring us back tonight. For it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen.